This is Photo Bizax, episode number 541, and today we are talking equine photography or horse photography in layman's terms. And our special guest is not only an incredible horse photographer, she is damn good at bringing in a ton of leads. One of those ways is utilizing expos, and she's going to be sharing exactly how she does that, utilizing QR codes, landing pages, and competitions. So there will be something in this one for you, no matter what genre of photography you focus on. Our special guest is Louise Sedgman, and that interview is coming up in just a minute. Are you planning to have a successful wedding and portrait photography business? Join Andrew as he interviews successful photographers and business experts to fast track your success. Welcome to the Photo Biz Exposed podcast with your host, Andrew Helmich. Hey, it's Andrew Helmich here, host of the Photo Biz X podcast, where I interview guests from around the world to help you build a better photography business, even faster than going it alone. And I know you're going to love today's episode. It is focused mostly on utilizing expos, even though Louise is a specialist equine photographer. I know you'll be able to utilize what she shares in your business, no matter what genre you focus on. So stick around for that. It's coming up in just a minute. Before we do get into that interview, if you didn't catch last week's episode with Katie Danelli, you will have missed out on me fanboying, as Sam Gilmore succinctly put it inside the members Facebook group, fanboying over the fact that Katie lives and works in Paris, one of my most favorite cities in the whole world. And Katie has an incredible business. She is attracting clients from around the world that are coming to Paris for a holiday and photographing them, their families, as couples, kids, whatever it may be, around some of the most spectacular sites of Paris. She shares exactly how she's bringing in and attracting so many of those clients, and what you will be excited, well, what I was excited to hear, was that she's doing that by partnering with Instagram influencers. So if you were pessimistic, like I was, about partnering with influencers, because I mean, how helpful can likes and comments be in regards to generating actual photography clients? Well, I can tell you that Katie has cracked that code and she shares exactly how she is utilizing or partnering with influencers to attract so many incredible clients. In addition to that, she has a team of photographers working with her in her business in Paris. Plus, she's also attracting locals to have their own photography sessions. She shares everything in last week's episode, so make sure you do not miss out on that one. You're listening to the number one photography business podcast with Andrew Helmich, photobizx.com. Just one quick announcement before we do get into this interview with Louise. It is Black Friday coming up this week and the specials have started. No doubt your inboxes have been bombarded. Well, I'm going to be adding to that this week because everything Photo Biz X is on sale this week. That includes the 12-month membership and all the different courses and there are a ton now. I just went in and sorted out the Black Friday sales page and was shocked at just how many courses are available to you and just how affordable the courses are. So if you go to photobizx.com forward slash Black Friday, you will see everything listed there. But to give you a bit of an idea, the 12-month membership is now 40% off. So if you are on the $20 per month plan, this one is a no-brainer. You'll be paying half of what you're actually paying right now at $20 a month. 
And the good news is if you are on that $20 per month membership, sign up for the 12-month membership. Let me know that you've done that and I will refund the $20 that you paid this month already. So you're basically getting 12 months for $100 US dollars, an absolute steal. Now, if you are already on that special price, you don't need to do anything. Yours will automatically tick over at the end of 12 months. So nothing for you to do. In regards to the courses, they are from 30 to 50% off. Every single course is discounted. That includes the Facebook ads course, the photography pricing masterclass, which was delivered by Joel Dunn, the online sales masterclass, which is perfect if you want to sell digital files profitably. There's, of course, the LinkedIn for Photographers course that was delivered by Jeff Brown. If you really want to go next level with your Expos, there is a lead generation from Expos Masterclass. There's the ever-popular lead ads training for photographers that was delivered by John Glazer, who was pumping in $4,000 a week into his Facebook ads. He really does deliver in that one. If you want to introduce book projects, there's a profitable book projects course that was delivered by Katie Collenberg or Katie Kay, which has been hugely successful for her and Jeremy in their business, Heart Story Photography. There's the Facebook competitions course that was delivered by newborn Scandi photographer, Ali Stewart-Ross. There was the recent Qualify Your Leads Like a Pro course that's also on special this week only. The sales course, How to Make Bigger and Better Sales. There's also the The website course, which shows you exactly how to build a high converting and beautiful website very, very fast. And also how to set up for success as a pet photographer and start profiting fast by Kirsty McConnell. So like I said, a ton of courses. They are all 30 to 50% off this week only. Head over to photobizx.com forward slash Black Friday for more details on any of those courses. And it should go without saying, if you know me at all, if you do make a purchase for any course, if you feel that something is not a good fit, you let me know and I will happily refund you. Or if you're unsure about making a purchase, let me know your circumstances, what you're looking to gain from the course, and I will let you know if it's a good fit or not. I definitely will not be pushing or talking you into something that is not a good fit for you. That's the last thing I'll be doing. So it's all there for you. If you've got any questions, reach out. I'll be happy to help. Just quickly, if you are hearing this announcement, it does mean you are listening to the free version of the podcast. Now, what that means is you won't hear the full interview today with Louise. I am saving a large portion of the second half for premium members only. The good news, you can access the full interview for as little as $1 with a 30-day trial membership. And there are more details about that over at photobizx.com forward slash try. Welcome to another great eye for business. It's time for Andrew's special guest. Today's guest initially caught my attention when she responded to a thread in the PhotoBizX members group on generating leads at events. And she posted that she'd just attended or last year attended Equitana for four days. She said that she had a site there with her work, a competition running with QR code and lots of products on display. And overall, it was very successful. So I went and did a little bit more digging to learn that this photographer is a mum of two beautiful girls, a wife, a businesswoman, a daughter, a horsewoman. And she says on her website that her favorite thing in the world is photographing horses. She's won a ton of awards in the last 15 years for her work. And it's no wonder if you take one look at her online portfolio, you will see some incredible and beautiful photography featuring the Aussie outdoors, fantastic light, and the most amazing horses with and without their owners. 
In addition to her own photography business, she teaches, tutors, and coaches other horse lovers looking to learn the art of equine photography. I'm talking about Louise Sedgman, and I am wrapped to have her with us now. Louise, welcome. Hello, Andrew. Oh, my gosh, I'm blushing after that intro. Thank you for having me. Well, all I can say, thank goodness for editing, because it took a few goes to get through that one. I had so many good things to say about you. So tell me, tell me about business. You're located in Australia, in country Australia. You said just before we started recording that you put the horses, oh, sorry, the dogs out in the paddock. Tell me about where you live and where you work. Yeah, so I live in Druin, which is about an hour east of Melbourne, Victoria. It's a rural kind of town and, yeah, we live on small acreage, got horses, dogs, chooks, cats, you name it, birds, lots of birds. Yeah. And is there, like, are you close to a city? Like, where do your clients come from? All over. So I travel fairly broadly. I will travel interstate. I will travel internationally if I um, am asked. But mostly sort of within maybe an hour and a half radius of where I am. So that picks up all of the Mornington Peninsula, Latrobe Valley, Melbourne and surrounds. And I often get a lot of stuff like west of Melbourne. So Geelong, Ballarat, Bendigo area and northern Victoria as well. I'm a bit of a get about. <laughs> okay. So do people or do clients generally come to you or do you go to them as an equine photographer? Generally, I go to them. So for me, it's all about their photo experience. So I like to travel to their home, I guess, because there's a beautiful sentimentality of having photos of their home and their property and the fences that their dad or their husband or their partner built. And they're much more relaxed. The horses are more relaxed. It's easy for them. For me, it's all about making it easy for them. Right. Okay. So you're investing a lot of time and effort to go and do these sessions. So I'm I'm guessing they yield a pretty good return. Yeah, usually. Yeah. Yeah. I have a session fee and then obviously photographs are additional on top of that. Yeah. What's the session fee? 200 at the moment. And that, that covers your travel time, travel fees? Just covers fuel in my car, to be honest. Right. Okay. And then like, are these all day sessions? Are you there just for half an hour? No. So on average, it's two hours. I usually shoot, but over summer, it's different to over winter. So over summer, I photograph in the two hours or so up to sunset, but that's for one horse, one person. So if there's additional pets, people, horses, I'll allow a little bit longer, but two hours is plenty of time usually for me to get what I need. Got it. Okay. And then, so a shoot like that, a session like that, what is a client spending on average and what are they taking home for that? Yeah, so it's an average spend of about 2700 to 3000 at the moment and they take home a beautiful handmade leather satchel with about 15 matted 8x12s and a three-piece wall collection, so two 1218s and a 2030. Okay, so that's, like, that's a standard thing. Like People see that and fall in love with it or is that what you're showing them to sell them? So I give them a price list after the photo shoot. It's got about half a dozen individual frames or canvases and three different packages. So the whole idea is that the sweet spot's in the middle. And obviously I have other products on display in the studio. So I don't like to bombard them with information on the price list. So it's got my basic range. But then when they come to the studio, I've got albums and collages and all sorts of things. Everything's on the wall. So I can mix and match in the packages so they don't have to take that three-piece wall collection. They could swap that out for a big, you know, seven-up collage or a 30 by 40 or, you know, that sort of thing. A little bit mixed. Got it. Emma, I'm getting the feeling then that however far you travel to go and do the session, they're going to do the return trip back to your studio for the sales session or the purchasing appointment. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so I do in-person sales and I love 
the give and take of commitment and energy. So I give everything to them, but in return, I do ask that they come to the studio. And I have to be honest, it adds to the experience for them. They love coming and sitting and, you know, being in that environment. It makes it extra special for them. Rarely, if ever, do I have someone say, oh, look, no, I'm not going to come that far. But I do offer Zoom reveals as well. And I'm very happy. It makes no difference to the process is exactly the same. The language that I use is exactly the same. It's just done via Zoom for those that are, you know, over a couple of hours away. Got it, got it. And when you say they come to my studio and that enhances the experience, when you say your studio, is that at your home? Yeah, so I have a home-based studio, but it's separate to my house. So they, I've got a designated parking space and studio probably about 60 metres up my driveway. Oh, wow, fantastic. Yeah. And was that purpose-built or did you convert an old garage or barn? No, it was purpose-built. It is a shed. So it's a colour bond shed. It's about 20 metres by 6 metres roughly. It's not huge. So half, And there's a dividing wall in the middle. So half of it is my storage space, my little kitchenette, and I've got some horse vehicles and copious amounts of other stuff. Because <laughs> if you can imagine, you know, Christmas time when I do those Christmas things that I mentioned earlier, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that goes with that, so I have to store that. And then the other half is my studio space. Right, okay. When you said Christmas stuff that I mentioned earlier, that was before we started recording. So (laughs) just to bring the listener in, tell me, there's different facets to your business. I mean, I alluded to the fact that you're an equine photographer, also said that you teach photographers or teach photography to budding photographers. Tell me a little bit more about your business. How is it made up? How is it structured? Yeah, so down here in Victoria, equine photography is quite seasonal. So I tend to photograph from January to June, horse photography, horses and their people, because down here in Victoria, that's when they look their best mostly. And then through winter, I run lots of workshops and masterclasses. I run them all through the year, but I intensify them over winter. So that's kind of June through till September. And then September, I start shutting down my workshops and equine business and October actually, really. And I kick on to do Santa photos in my studio for November and December, but that it's usually about a month in the lead up that I need to do a set build because the set builds different every year and pull, you know, my studio all gets pulled to bits and completely rehashed into a Christmas wonderland. <laughs> so is the Santa photography, that's like a, it's totally different to everything else you do. It is. Why do you do that? Uh, look, I fell into it years ago with a friend and it came about as, you know, we discovered this Santa setup and it was claiming to be really rustic and all of these things. And when we actually investigated it for our own kids, not for us to do, but for our own kids to go and have Santa photos done, it was just Santa sitting on a bale of hay with a bit of bunting and a brick wall. And we're like, mm, that's not rustic. And I'm a Clydesdale or was previously a Clydesdale breeder. So we had horses, we've got Clydesdales, we've got all that paraphernalia. So we decided on a whim that that Christmas we would do Santa photos in a backyard. Don't even ask me how it happened, Andrew, because it was absolutely crazy to even consider doing what we did, but we did it anyway. <laughs> and that was nine years ago. And tell me about it. Like It sounds like it, like it must have been profitable or it was fun. Like what was it? A- it was fun and a little bit crazy. And, and we didn't go into it for the money initially. We went into it just because we thought it was fun and we're looking for stuff to do at that time. And 
it just sort of all fell into place, but it grew very quickly. So what we offer is very unique. It's not like anything, any other Santa photo. So we have people travel from all over the state to come and visit us. And initially in those first three years, we didn't take bookings. You just rocked up and stood in the line. But our third year, you know, people were waiting four hours in 35 degree heat and, you know, we were getting angry people for that and it just wasn't working. So the friend that I had at the time, we went our separate ways, unfortunately. And so then I continued on doing it myself at my home base studio where we sort of took it to a whole other level in terms of taking bookings and things being much more organised. So it's a lot better now. <laughs> yeah. So people come to you. You're not in a shopping centre. People are coming to your home base studio for these Santa photos. That's correct. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Wow. So w- what are they turning over? Last year was about 70K. This year I'm hoping it'll be about 90K. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Yeah. Does that blow you away or is that just like that's just that's what you expect? It used to. It doesn't now because it's a lot of hard work and sacrifice to earn that money. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I have no life pretty much from now till Christmas and then come Christmas Day I just stop. It all just stops and I usually have to go and sit on a beach somewhere for a couple of weeks and not think about anything or talk to anybody (laughs) to recharge. And then I kick back onto my equestrian stuff about mid-January. But yeah, it does blow my mind. But I think as you, you know, those sorts of figures, if I'd talked about this 10 years ago, I would have been like, no, don't be ridiculous. I could never do that. But now that I'm doing it. (laughs) Yeah. It's just normal. That's so good. All right, look, we're going to have to talk once we finish today's episode about getting you back on to talk Santa Fe. So I really want to focus on the equine (laughs) side of things. Yeah. Um, Look, while talking about your whole business, like what's the turnover for the whole business? So this year is about 180K. I'd love it to be more. And so I'm looking (laughs) at some ways of growth. But I guess bearing in mind, I am a mum. My kids are still you know, late primary school and high school aged. So I'm still doing the school run every morning, the school run every afternoon. I can't do 40 hours a week like I'd love to in my business. So my routine is usually fairly structured and I'm fairly disciplined and focused on stuff mostly. I'm not perfect. But, yeah, I make the best I can out of a, you know, a nine till three kind of hours a day plus I work at night's. After tea, I'll sit down quietly and catch up on emails and do stuff that I have to do. Amazing. What a business. So is it just you working in the business? It's just me for most of it. I do have background support, though. I've got people around me, like my family, that are very supportive. I couldn't do what I do. Like my mum babysits my kids, picks them up from school if I'm working, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, and for Santa Photos, I have a crew. So they come in on a casual basis and it's the same crew each year. Right, okay. And then you obviously run the workshops there on your own. Yeah, pretty much on my own, yes. Yeah. Unreal. Awesome, awesome. So tell me about the equine side of the business. That's obviously profitable because if I look at those numbers, I mean, you take out the 70K from the Santa photos, like you still, you know, it's around 100. Yeah. Amazing. So how did you build that up? Like where are these clients coming from? I know you've told me where they're coming from. How are they finding you? So like everyone, I've struggled a little bit with that this year myself, but predominantly I was running Facebook. I've got a not a huge following on my Facebook page and Insta page, but they're a fairly loyal following. And so usually I'll do some sort of offer this time of year. I'm just about to launch an offer and bring some people in. Last year I got six months worth of work out of Equitana by running a promotion where I gifted a photo session and a complimentary print 
and yeah, they just had to purchase photos and that's been really lucrative really good for this year. Okay, so what is Equitana? Because that sounds like a bit of a no-brainer if that brought you in six months' work. Yeah, so Equitana is a big equestrian expo that happens every two years down here in Melbourne. So they get about 25,000 people through the door, all very horsey people. So it's a very targeted, specific audience. So is this like at at an exhibition centre or where is it? It's actually held at the Melbourne Showgrounds, so in the Epsom Pavilion. So it's a bit like a Jeff Shedd type of experience. It runs for four days. It's hugely exhausting and it's a bit expensive to attend but worth it. Right. So like when you say expensive, I'm thinking five grand. Yeah, probably about that it would have cost me to be there. And I had, um, yeah, I had a fairly small site because I felt like I wasn't going there to sell stuff like a lot of other vendors were. I was going there to talk to people and showcase what I do. I had some calendars for sale and loose prints and some cards and bits and pieces, but that was just kind of cream on top. I wasn't going there with the intention of selling big heaps of stuff, although I sold enough to cover just the site fee, which was handy. Wow. What in calendars and cards? Yeah, loose prints, calendars and cards. You sold enough. So you you generated $5,000 from those sales. So the $5,000, it didn't cost me $5,000 for the site fee, but it cost me about $5,000 all up to be there. So that's accommodation in the city, you know, the site fees and all the other promotional stuff, running ads, bits and pieces that I had to do while I was there. Okay. So you, you had to budget $5,000 to be there roughly? Roughly, yes. Okay. Yeah. So you yeah. What, recouped half or three quarters of that through the sales? Half, of- roughly. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay. Was this the first big event like this that you'd attended? Yes. Okay. So did you have a coach? Did someone give you some ideas? Like, what was your main aim when you went in there? I did markets years and years ago, so I was pretty clued up with how you set up a space and a stall and promote yourself. I did do some Googling and I found a couple of, actually, I think I might have even listened to a podcast from the PhotoBizX about doing expos and stuff and took some advice from that and then just made up a little bit of stuff on my own and ran with it and there's not much that I change I'm about to book in again for next year there's a couple little things that I'll tweak but otherwise it was it was pretty on the ball wow awesome so let me take you back to the time you you say okay I'm going to do this you do the budgeting it's going to cost you five grand yep what's your number one intent like what do you need to get out of this thing to make it worthwhile to talk to as many people as possible and to get them you know entering my competition getting their permission to pop onto my mailing list so that I'm building my community outside of social media and being a physical presence in the equestrian community rather than just someone on Facebook. Right, okay. So you weren't looking for actual bookings at the event? No. Okay, you just wanted to get people's details and put your face out there. So you had to be there and running things. Yeah, so I had to be there. I had a QR code set up in a couple of spots on my tables and so they'd come in and I had flyers and posters and things around that said, you know, win a photo shoot with your horse. So I I had one main winner who won like $2,000 worth of photo shoot and the rest then had the opportunity to go into my sort of second pies draw, which was a complimentary shoot, and I think it was $200 credit for wall art, and they were asked if they wanted to do that. So I'm very cautious about I never offer anything free. It's always about making it 
about offering them something that's going to benefit them. So it really appeals to people that have followed me previously or have seen my socials and know how I kind of operate a little bit. And they'd love to do a shoot, but it's never quite the right time. And then they see this little carrot dangle and they go, okay, that's great. I'm going to do it now when I get a discount. Right. Okay. Got it. Okay. I'm going to ask a little bit more about those things in just a second. But when you first showed interest or thought, yeah, I'm going to go to Equitana. Yeah. You contact the organizers. Do they give you a floor plan and do you get much choice as a new exhibitor of where you can go? I didn't really know where to go. You do get given a bit of a floor plan, but I didn't actually get to choose the spot. And when I arrived actually at Equitana, there was another photographer there. And so I believe they complained because I started to set up opposite them because that's where I was told to set up. And they complained and then I was moved. But I'm so grateful that that happened because I was moved up into the main foyer area. (laughs) Wow. Right at the front door. So every single person that walked in and out of the building had to come past me. Right. So you lucked out there. So going forward, let's say you're you're booking in for next year now. I'll be requesting the same spot. (laughs) Of of course, of course. So do you get to see or do they tell you that there's going to be one, two or ten other photographers? No. That's so just a risk. You just take a punt. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's just about, you know, I'm me. People come to me because of me. Right. Okay. So that's the importance of you being there and having your personality and face on display. Absolutely. Yeah. Building the rapport with people. And I had lots of people that haven't met me before that were going to Equitana that wanted to come and meet me. That, you know, it was exciting for them. So it was great to chat face to face. That's nice. And so if you were to turn up next year, and I know this is a hypothetical, but let's say you walk in and there's like four other photographers around, like does your heart sink or you just think, no, nah, we just run with it? No, I just run with it. I, guess, I mean, you don't have a choice. I know that. But yeah, so, but really, wouldn't you feel like, oh my God. I try not to, to be honest, Andrew. I try not to go down the rabbit hole of worrying about what other people are doing or thinking. I'm there to do my thing and people are either going to like me and my work or they're not. And if they don't, that's okay. They'll move on to the other photographers. That's okay. I don't need, you know, I only do maybe 50 equine sessions a year. I don't need thousands of people to love me. I need 50 people to love me. So it, um, yeah, I mean, I suppose I probably look at their stuff and think, oh, that's great, you know, beautiful, but I try not to let it yeah. bother me, to be honest. So good. So good. Okay, so you set up in the stand. So you said you're going to do things pretty much the same next year and you mentioned a QR code. Anyone can generate a QR code, but I guess you have to have a URL first that you want to send people to. Yeah, so I create a landing page in my website back end and link the QR code to that. And so they come in and the QR code is just to a form that they fill out. So I get their name, address, phone, their location. I ask them details about their horse, um, their age group roughly. They're all fairly generic kind of questions, but they're filtering questions for me. So, you know, if we get people from all over Australia that come to Equitana. So obviously if they're in Perth WA or something like that, I'm not going to pick them as a potential winner. And yeah, so the QR code just takes them to the form. They fill out the form and it goes straight through to my email. And then when I get home, I go through them all, select all the ones that fit the criteria, put them in a drawer and draw them out of the hat. Okay. So just with the QR code, so you send them to a landing page using their phone and, and filling out those details then and yes. there in front of you? Yes. Right. And so where do they see on your stand that this is a competition, they need to scan the QR? Is it like a massive poster? Is it just a small little A4? I've got like an A3 poster and some A4s that are there. 
but they usually will come over and have a look and they'll stop and they'll read. Yeah. I mean, there's things that I do to kind of draw them over to me. So I have, I got like fairy lights that I set up amongst my photos. Now, some people might say, well, that probably takes away from your photos. Well, maybe it does a little bit, but it catches the eye when they walk in the door, twinkling fairy lights. Nice. So it's a draw card. So I have that all over my table, all over the wall, in amongst my frames all hanging up. It's all sparkling fairy lights. And I have a television running. So the TV sits on in the middle of my desk and it's just playing on a loop client photo reveal slideshows to music. So as soon as they walk in the door, they see twinkling fairy lights and hear beautiful music. So they're drawn to me. Unreal. Okay, so you're showing actual photos that you've created for clients, not your award-winning images back-to-back. Yeah, I don't show award-winning stuff, not at all. Yeah, why not? Your award stuff is incredible. Yeah, but they're not my clients. Like that's not what I'm trying to achieve when I'm trying to attract people to come and have a photo shoot with their horse. So I'm showing them other people, real people, no models, no nothing like that. It's just my clients. Okay. All right. So yeah. kids, families, mums, dads. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Love it. I love it. And then like, are you doing things like uh, advertising your photography coaching at the same time or is it, are you all in on just getting horse clients? No. So I've got two big pull-up banners. One is for equestrian, one is for workshops. And I've just got like an A3 poster that just says, you know, love photography, would like to learn more about it, talk to me. Right, okay. And then are you having more conversations, do you feel, looking back with people that want to learn about photography or with people who want you to photograph them and their family with the horses? It's mostly the horses and them and their families rather than learning. So it's a a different demographic. So my workshop people are often not horse people at all. Oh, okay. They're more photographers, are they? Yeah, absolutely. More photographers. Okay. Got it, got it. Okay. So someone comes past your stand, they see the fairy lights, they see the TV slideshow, they can see real photos. Yep. And then if they ask any questions or if they don't, you're pushing them towards that QR code. Is that what you're trying? Or are you chatting about sessions? No, I chat about everything they want to chat about. I'm not salesy and I'm not pushy at all. So I usually start off with saying, hi, how are you going? Are you enjoying Equitana? Yes. Oh, that's fantastic. Have you got horses at home? Yes. Oh, amazing. What have you got? And because I'm a horse person, so it's easy to talk to someone about horses. Right. So you must have that same conversation 10,000 times over four days. Yeah, and that's fine. I'm happy to do that. That's why I'm there. <laughs> yeah. So good. Very so because you'll have people come up and they'll go, Louise, oh, my God, I've followed you for years, but we've never met. I'm like, hi. <laughs> because your website URL is different to the name of your business. Yes, and I'm changing that. <laughs> okay, so people know you as Louise Sedgman, not as um, what's it's Giddy Up Photo, isn't Giddy it? Giddy Up Photo, yeah. So Giddy Up Photo has been around for a really long time, and initially when I first started all those years ago, I loved it and it was fun, but it doesn't really, I don't think, resonate with my brand as well now as what it did. So I'm in the process of changing. Right. So was the whole business called Giddy Up Photo, not Louise Sedgman Photography? Well, it's funny, like I got the domain as Giddy Up Photo and I guess I was a bit naive at the time. I just thought that's what it would be. But I've always called myself Louise Sedgman Photography. Oh, okay. I've never actually called the business Giddy Up Photo. So I don't know what I was thinking. I know, right? It's crazy. <laughs> right. I so, thought there was some master plan to sell the business someday in the future, but there never was. No, no, nah, never was. And I'm about to ditch the Giddy Up Photo for Louise Sedgman Photography. Okay. So people had always seen your name. They associated you with the work that you're creating. Yes, that's correct. Okay. So nowhere on the stand is Giddy Up Photo. It's all Louise Sedgman. 
It's all Louise Sedgman photography. Right. Okay. So people were coming up, recognizing the name, associating you with the brand that they'd seen online. Yes. And uh, that's lovely. So did that happen? Did that happen a lot? Yeah, I'd like it to happen more. Like I've had some advice recently that my branding does look a little bit disjointed. So that's why I'm bringing it all together to make it a little bit more seamless for people and flow a little bit better. But yeah, most people just go by my name and will contact me, follow my socials. Right. But did that happen a lot at the show at Equitana? Did you get many people, you know, out of over the four days saying, oh, Louise, it's you? Lots, but most of them knew that I was going to be there anyway. Like I didn't didn't have many random people kind of come up and say, oh, hello, didn't know you were here. It was mostly, oh, I've been looking for you. I knew you were going to be here. That's amazing. So I advertise it fairly, you know, broadly in my socials weeks beforehand that I'm going to be there. This is my site number, yada, 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 and um, to come and say hello and then I've got a giveaway running and I'm running a, you know, all that sort of stuff. Okay, right. So I guess what I'm getting at is or what I'm trying to find the answer to is yes. that four days at Equitana, of all the people that enter the competition, did most of them already know you or of you or did you get introduced to brand new horsey people that had no idea that you existed? Yeah, both. And I'd say it's probably about half and half. Okay. Yeah, so lots of brand new people that didn't know I existed, that's for sure. Oh, that's great. Okay. Yeah, it's hard to put numbers on it really. I don't don't exactly know what the breakdown would be versus, you know, people versus who I knew prior to or who followed me versus brand new. Yeah, but you got a feeling there's lots of people that were seeing you for the first time. And Absolutely, seeing- lots of names that I had never recognised before or anything like that. So, right. yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah, and I guess that was the whole point of me being there was to reach people that I hadn't seen or met before. Yes. Okay, and were you on the stand alone? Because what, what I'm reading, you know, in the posts in our group and, and other places, he should always take someone with you. Yeah, so I did it on my own. I had a girlfriend come in and spend sort of a couple of half days with me, but I was on my own most of the time and I won't do that again. It was a stupid thing to do. Right. So I'm going to drag my daughter along with me this time. So Why was it a stupid thing to do? Just because it gives you no time. Like I didn't get to see anything else in Equitana. So, and I spent hundreds of dollars buying an all-access pass thinking that I would get time. I don't know what I was thinking. Um, didn't get to see or do anything other than be at my site, and that was fine. But just even to run to the toilet, you need someone there that can, you know, man the space. I was lucky the lady across from me was an amazing artist, and she was like, yeah, just go to the toilet, I'll make sure nothing. So if anyone come up in that time, she'd yell out, she's just a little <laughs> Something crazy like that probably. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah, so you just, yeah, you're working with the people that are there. But I won't do it again on my own just because it's stressful. Yeah. Got it, got it. And did you have anything that you were actually handing people, like, um, you know, DL flyers or anything like that, cards, or were you just pushing everyone to the QR code? No, I had definitely lots of DL flyers, business cards. Um, So I had a a generic DL flyer that they could just grab, walk past and grab, as well as business cards they could walk past and grab. And then I had my welcome brochure there, which is a trifold flyer. But I didn't have that out on display. I gave that to people that came up and spoke to me and inquired about, you know, what my pricing was, how it all worked, that sort of thing. I would then hand them one of those flyers. Right, okay. And so if someone's talking to you and, you know, they've got your attention, you want to obviously give them your attention and you see other people floating around, do you try and move that person on pretty quickly or you just stay with them 100%? I acknowledge everyone that's there. 
I worked in retail for a really long time before I was a photographer. So you read the crowd. I would acknowledge everyone that was there and you can kind of sort of tell if someone's waiting to talk to you or not or if they're just browsing. And I'll often say, are you just browsing or would you like some help? And they're like, no, 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 I just want to have a look. I'm like, no worries. And I would keep chatting. You just, as long as you acknowledge people, I think people are pretty cool like that. Absolutely. Okay, cool. I like it. And then did you not have the trifolds on display because it was going to be too costly for you? You just didn't want them just disappearing? Yeah, pretty much. They do cost a lot more to make than just a single DL flyer. And I guess, you know, it's for like I'm always filtering the people that I want to work with and the people that really want to work with me. My DL fly gives them loads of information and sends them to my website and it's pretty and beautiful and it's lovely to just grab on the walk past. Whereas the trifold, it's got a lot more information about how it works, who I am, all that sort of stuff. And I guess I just love that people, if they come up and chat with me, then it's an opportunity for me to build rapport with them, which takes it to the next step. So that's, I guess, the next step. Got it, got it. Okay, and just quickly then, with the landing page and the QR code combo, were people... You know, do they need help with any of that? Or were they saying things like, oh, do I really need to answer this one? Or would you change your landing page next time compared to what you had this time? Premium members of PhotoBiz Exposed hear more of the best photography business strategies from every guest. You're awesome. You're awesome. I can see how people would be drawn to you, Louise, and like just your personality, your smiling, your, your bubbly outlook. It's so cool. Where is the best place for the listener to see more of your work that I've been raving about? Um, look, if they just want to pop onto my website, giddyupphoto.com, and yeah, on my socials, Louise Sedgman Photography, anywhere like that is wonderful. Cool. I'll add links to those in the show notes. And uh, so what have you got on now? You've got to start getting ready for Santa Santa photos. So you have to totally change gears now and just get horses out of your head. I do. Yep, 100%. So I'm still finalising client orders. I've got a big order going out hopefully today, which will free up some space. And I'm set building. I've got a seat to paint and, yeah, props to build in readiness for starting in two weeks' time. Unreal, so good. I'm just look. Last question, just on the Santa stuff to to uh, to finish this off. You, you said earlier that you have a team helping you. Like, where does this team come from? Uh, mostly friends and family. So it's all people that I know. So I've got two Santas that work with me. Uh, I've got a lovely admin or two admin ladies. One that does my front of house, so she's the people greeter, crowd controller, so to speak and another lady that works in with me. So I shoot Tethered and she just does some file rearranging and bits and pieces for me. And I show the client, it's a bit um, it's a bit production line when they come in. We have a fairly strict routine about how it all goes. So I choose the photo in the back of the camera. I choose the best one out of that set. And my colleague brings it up on a television screen for them to see and confirm that they're happy with that photo. So, so this is totally different to your equine photography. Big time. Yeah, whole other end of the spectrum. Amazing. Louise, it's been incredible to talk to you. Thank you so much for coming on, for sharing everything you have. What <laughs> You've got a, a crazy busy life, but I love how varied it is. We didn't even talk about your coaching. I should ask you quickly, if someone is interested in getting into equine photography, would you recommend it? Yeah, absolutely. I love it. I'm passionate, but I've also been a horse person my whole life. So I think if you're going to do equestrian photography, you just need to realise that you're working with a live animal with a brain and they're a a flight or fight animal with a flight or fight response. So 
you know, you just have to be aware that, you know, having a good understanding of equine behaviour before you start is a really good good thing to do. I don't know that I would want to photograph people and their horses if I didn't know horse behaviour first. Right, but that's where you surprised me earlier when you said that a lot of the people coming to learn you know, equestrian photography aren't necessarily horse owners. Like, do they just want to get nice photos of horses at your workshops? Yeah, so a lot of my workshops aren't aimed at horse people at all. So I do a series of introductory workshops aimed at enthusiast photographers, not horse photographers, but just enthusiast photographers in general. So I do like a beginners and I do an introduction to night photography and an introduction to editing and all sorts of things so that I can get people started on their journey. And then my master classes are more aimed at equine photographers. So I guess a lot of the people that do my master classes who are photographers initially, some of them are horsey people, some of them aren't, but it's a really good kind of um, awakening for them to see how tricky it can be to work with live animals. You know, you just have to factor in, a f- you know, so many extra things. And often I photograph kids and, and animals at the same time. So it's a funny learning curve for them. <laughs> I can imagine. So if someone's listening and they want to learn more about those masterclasses, is that on a different website? It is, yeah. So that's at thephotocreative.com.au. So it's spelled F-O-T-O, the photo creative. Okay, fantastic. I'll link to that in the show notes as well. Louise, look, I know you've got a massive day ahead. Thank you again so much for coming on and sharing everything you have. You're amazing. Thank you so much, Andrew. It's been great chatting with you. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Louise as much as I did. Louise, if you are listening, again, thank you so much for coming on, for sharing everything you did. I know you are probably in the middle of the Christmas madness. I hope that's going super well for you and your helpers. And again, thank you so much for coming on and sharing everything you did. For you, the listener, I do hope there were a ton of takeaways from what Louise had to share. If you do have a follow-up question, you can hit her up inside the members Facebook group if you're a premium member. Otherwise, I've got links to anywhere and everywhere you can find Louise in the show notes for today's episode. They are at photobizx.com forward slash 541. Now, in addition to those links, I've got examples of her incredible work. Please go and have a look. It is really amazing stuff. And I don't know if you were as surprised as I was that she doesn't show some of her incredible work at the expo. She shows more of the traditional work that she shoots for her clients instead of the draw-droppingly gorgeous stuff that she enters into awards and that I saw when I went searching through her images online. So again, go and have a look at them, photobizx.com forward slash 541. Alrighty, that is just about going to wrap up this episode of the podcast. Big thanks again to Louise for coming on and sharing what she did. Don't forget to go and check out the Black Friday specials at photobizx.com forward slash Black Friday. I will be living the life of a bachelor this week. Linda is off to Perth to go and visit her mum and sister for the week, which means I'm going to have the run of the house, which also probably means a little bit more time for some cycling, some golf, time with my boys. And I want to say less jobs around the house, but yeah, that probably won't change anyway. Either way, it's going to be a quiet week around the Helmich household, so I'm going to have to find some more things to keep myself busy. Alrighty, that really is it for me. I hope wherever you are in the world, things are going great in both your business and your life. And wherever you are, stay safe, healthy and well, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. 
you've enjoyed this episode, head to photobizx.com. Join the conversation, leave a comment and share your thoughts on the interview with Andrew and today's special guest. 